we've made it to episode 30. Episode 30, my goodness. What is this? It's been nine months and a week yeah. of uh, schlepping, just working our butts off for our audiences. Uh, and here we are, episode 30, and it's just in time for back to school. Yeah. So uh, we're focusing here on high school back to school movies. Um, and granted, they're not like about going back to school. They're just taking place in high school predominantly. Uh, really highlight the high schools in big ways, too, in all of these uh, five that we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, and I think it's also focusing on um, the, the main cast uh, uh, happen to be high school students. And there are a lot of movies that we could have talked about, but we've already covered, like Scream. Uh, I know what you the did faculty. last summer. Yeah, The Faculty. <laughs> Uh, the craft, yeah. There's a lot of I'm the. Not, we haven't done a deep dive. I know. I know what you did last summer. I think we gotta no. come back to that one because we could right. deep dive into that mofo. That could be its own cast. Those those first yeah. two at least. Yeah. Did you I ever watch right. that the TV show? If I know what you did last summer, I gave did it a not, shot and no. I didn't like it. I abandoned it. Hence, it's not getting picked up. I guess. It weren't too what a dear. shame! What a shame! I mean, you don't got. Jennifer Love, you don't got your Sarah Michelle or your Freddie Princes or your Felipe's. There was no star power in the TV show. No. But we'll save I Know What You Do Last Summer, Gas, till uh, another cast. Today we're going to be talking about Prom Night from 1980, 1989's Cutting Class, starring Brad Pitt. This one this yeah. one uh, came out of nowhere for me. I had no idea. Really? He was okay. a, a, sl- a slasher. I had not, no, no knowledge of this movie at all until we started <laughs> Digging into back-to-school horrors. The 93's initial Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie, 2006 All the Boys Love Mandy Lane, starring uh, the lady who's been in the news lately who likes to um, defecate in the bed. (laughs) You got to bring that up immediately. Anytime Amber Heard comes up, she's going to be the girl that pooped the the bed forever. (laughs) And then finally, the uh, most contemporary one we're discussing is 2017's Tragedy Girls, which is another one under my radar and until really? we okay. did the research okay. i had i know nothing knew nothing about it yeah and yeah. Uh, i'm looking forward to talking to them about that one but we'll save that to the end well we're doing something a little different today since it is back to school horror we're actually structuring this podcast um in an interesting format uh similar to i don't know we haven't mentioned this before i don't think but there's a companion podcast if you will from a few years back called icon showdown podcast where we kind of uh, rate the top two movies horror movies from every year going all the way back 30 years we did this in an october of 2018 i think um when you were like in at least half the episodes and we're doing something similar here where there's a ranking process but we're grading them since this is high school so we're gonna give them uh grades from a's to f's and then we're going to also calculate the gpa (laughs) which um my math skills aren't great, so we had to use a, a website. That <laughs> yeah, mine are plugging that in. <laughs> garbage. I, I don't even think I can say skills when I say math. <laughs> but it was interesting math. to see uh, how they all racked up. And similar to the Icon Showdown pa- podcast, we've broken into five categories here, which will grade them in each, being plot, characters, production values, twisties and deeper meanings, and then finally just the kills. We always love talking kills. So we're going to give that its own grade, which I guess, you know, kind of comes into plot and production value, too. But we're just going to focus on on the kills uh, for our final. So let's let's go all the way back to 1980 and uh, hot off the heels of Halloween, which was a 79 release. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure it was 79. 
78. 78. Okay. 78. So two years after uh, she just nails it with Halloween, Jamie Lee pops up in another slasher, Prom Night, and boy, is she ready to dance. <laughs> Man, this movie, you would not expect it, but is so much disco. So much uh, disco. It could be considered a music video, I would argue. Um, Absolutely. Over a times. <laughs> Absolutely. So much disco. It, it was pretty pretty fun to watch since it's such like nothing we deal with nowadays. It was, you know, a page out of, out of time. Yeah. Um, and Prom Night's another one I hadn't watched until this cast, which seems a little ridiculous given how well known it is. You know, yeah. Prom Night, yeah. everybody's heard of. And they did do that 2008 remake, which I tried to watch yesterday. It's and, not much uh, of a remake. I couldn't get through it. And Idris Elba was in it, too. And I just didn't care. I got about halfway through. and I'm like, I can't do this. My life no. is too precious. I can't get through this whole beast. <laughs> um, but I didn't have that same feeling for 1980s prom night. Um, even though uh, you're going to see via my grades, I didn't love it. There, there's some aspects of it, especially I think this it kind of reminded me of Sleepaway Camp when we talked about the twisties and deeper meanings. It was do, doing some interesting yeah. stuff with, I think, like late 70s, early 80s is really when like gender roles and stuff was hot, hot, hot topics, I guess, in horror. Um, so we'll dig into that in a bit. Let's talk plot here, though. Um, give him a rundown of the plot, if you would. So this movie sort of kicks off, um, and I think also borrowing from Halloween, where it starts off many years before the actual movie's time period, where these children are playing in. Um, actually, I couldn't. Was it a was it an abandoned school or was it? I th I think it was either an abandoned school or an abandoned ho hospital potentially. Yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. not totally clear. But I would I would think maybe it might have been a hospital or some sort of like even like um mental facility you know what i mean because they didn't yeah. really see a lot of classroom stuff although i i don't know why I, I wish i'd paid more attention to that but yeah yeah <laughs> nevertheless it was an abandoned old uh government building let's put it that facility way. Yes. <laughs> yes and a a handful of children are playing um hide and go seek essentially and you know like kids do uh it gets out of hand, and for some reason, a child is thrown from a window. And you know what? These kids were frightening. She's it, she's kind of like scared into falling back through the yeah, window. But they're just horrible little brats that essentially are playing like a hide and go seek sort of thing. But it's one of those hide and go seeks where once you're found, you're part of the seeker group. And yeah. they just love screaming, kill, kill, kill at this poor yeah. little girl. Um, oh, and it's in a convent. I just looked it up. They were in an abandoned convent. What actually, that okay. actually has additional meanings when we get to the twisties then based on, you know, the repressive nature of uh, what happened in, you know, all girls schools. Um, yeah. So the kids essentially, they murder this girl sort of, it was more like a manslaughter situation because right. they, scare her out of a window she falls back onto this pane of glass now she could have easily survived i feel like if they went out there and actually contacted adults. well that's what i was just about to say is i think the biggest problem is that these kids would rather cover this up 
<laughs> that do anything <laughs> remotely helpful. And we, we cut to a, a little bit later where Leslie Nielsen, who <laughs> top billing, uh, amazing. And he has uh, like three scenes with yeah. top billing. That's kind of a classic horror, you know, like movie in general. Like you get your your A-lister, whomever, your notable actor. You shoot all right. their scenes within one day, which <laughs> also in Cutting Class, I believe. Uh, I mean, all of these movies that we're going to talk about have some really uh, impressive names that are just, you know, side characters. And uh, Leslie Nielsen shows up. He plays Jamie Lee Curtis's father. And also the principal of the high school, right? Which well, principal you you bringing up uh, the stunt cast, if you will? That reminds me of the Fines being the principal in Scream, you know, because he right. was probably yeah. at the time the most notable, yeah, you know, geezer in it at least. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, that's 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 exactly kind of where our story really kind of emerges. We we, we have a father who's very protective of his children, and um, we see that a little bit later in the modern times when he's protecting his son against a bully. Um, we'll do anything to, to, you know, sort of just make sure his kids are okay. But the, the, this group of children, I, I was a little confused. And I think later they actually do a, a cut back and forth to show you which child was the, the high school student, because it was really right. kind of confusing to tell these kids apart when they were children, because we jump into the the present day and um then we start to you know meet our cast and and find out that this whole movie is basically going to revolve around prom night right and jamie lee's character kim is the older sister of this set of twins that shows up kind of late to this hide and go seek in the abandoned convent but she bails. She forgot her book or something. So we lose Jamie Lee Curtis. She's not party right. to the That's actual right. to the actual death of her sister, who happens to also be a twin. Um, and the twin doesn't doesn't get involved either. He's he's uh, he's there, but he's he's not there, sort of thing. Um, but he is. You see him at first. Yes, as you said, fast forward, and now we got Jamie Lee is uh, the older sister. She does still have her brother. Um, what's, what's the kid's name? A Michael Tuff as Alex Hammond. Yeah. Um, interesting curly haired dude. The other main guy who was part of the, um, manslaughter at the beginning, the only male that was playing this hide and go seek, uh, was Nick. So Nick now has a relationship with like the alpha girl that was part of the crew that killed this, this young, young girl. Um, and they're kind of, kind of a relationship, but he's trying to get out of it, but she's so like overbearing. She won't let him out of it because he wants to get with Jamie Lee. They're like to be with Jamie Lee. Yes. Essentially they're the, uh, what is it? The prom homecoming or is it the homecoming King and queen? Mm -hmm. Is there? Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's, it's homecoming in this one, unless I'm mistaken. Oh no, it's prom night. It's called prom night. (laughs) It's called prom night. So there's a, there's a King and Queen, both prom night and homecoming. Is there always, I didn't go to a lot of my dances in high school. Clearly. No. So, uh, yeah. so these two now that which doesn't make sense to me because jamie lee curtis's character is a year older so i always thought like it was the especially at prom it's senior prom right i thought uh, only the seniors went no i i think it was juniors and seniors were allowed to go to prom at least how it was in my school uh and okay. i know that some schools had a junior prom and they had a senior prom but mm. i think the 
majority of proms were made up of the upperclassmen, which were junior and seniors. Fair. Uh, Did you go a lot of your 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 school uh, dances back in the day? I did not like i i I went to my senior prom i didn't do like the homecoming dances i i I wasn't Mm. you know what the homecoming was you know was like almost right out of the gate in the beginning of the school year which would have been great if there was more horror movies about homecoming dance because there's a lot more mystery about that you're meeting all the new students and and i think that was yeah that was the, the the um the, the hardest thing about being a kid is, you know, meeting your friends and like freshman year homecoming. You're like, I don't know anybody really yet because uh, my school had a lot of other schools feed into it. So, you know, it wasn't just the kids you went to junior high with or middle right. school. It was a, a number of like other middle schools. So there was a lot of new kids. Therefore, I, I would think I was a little too shy to ask a girl out. But um Long story short, no, I didn't go to a lot of this. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, nor I. I I went to the prom of a girl at a different school. I didn't go to my own high school's prom. Uh, was there a speech tournament that weekend? But for the oh. most part, I went to the turnabout dances because I was never going to, like, shell out the oh. money to invite a girl. That's really <laughs> boiled down to for me. Like, turnabout, no, I'm not. Now, turnabout um, is more commonly known across our country as the Sadie Hawkins. It's... It's where right. the girl asks the guy. Yeah. That's yeah. the only way I was going because she was flipping the bill for it. Otherwise, I'm not going to get out there and, you know, cut a rug. <laughs> it's just not me. <laughs> but let's bounce back. Uh, get through this plot. Essentially, it's your very typical, okay, somebody's getting revenge for having killed this little girl sort of thing. So it could be right. her father, the principal, Leslie Nielsen. It could be Jamie Lee Curtis. I honestly... I got to admit, I didn't know who it was. Uh, I was guessing as we watched. I was not entirely sure. I think that's the best thing going for this movie is the fact that it really did keep you guessing. Um, I will say there was a number of uh, questionable characters, though, like the kid who just shows up in a van one day. (laughs) somehow bags this girl she gets in the car with him like just straight to school like wait a minute jude jude is another one of the killers so essentially these the kill or the manslaughter crew i guess we'll call them uh was jude who's kind of like the i guess the quietest of the bunch then you got kelly who's kind of the more more mainstream girl then you got this alpha girl wendy and of course the one guy alex well jude the quieter one she doesn't even think she's gonna get to go to prom until this uh very interesting fellow it kind of reminds me of a combination of uh dennis needry from or wayne knight i guess meets um chief wiggle sort of thing that, that's like the amalgamation <laughs> that's what i saw, saw going on with him but he does have this really creepy stalker rapist sort of van um and is able to scoop her up and next thing uh, jude knows she has a date with a prom yeah and also he introduced himself as slick <laughs> and he was just like the, the opposite of slick sort of thing yeah. it yeah. was very interesting casting on his part um well, then Kelly has her own boyfriend at the time, and Wendy, as we noted, has this complex uh, love triangle between Jamie Lee's Kim and Mr. Nick McBride, who I got to say, 
we didn't we don't have a category for acting but i found this nick character who played by casey stevens the best actor in the whole movie i don't know if you remember his performances but i thought he was pretty darn good aside from leslie nielsen that guy's always delivering (laughs) (laughs) yeah always very serious that's Um, the beauty of it everything is yes what was it uh airplane he's he's very stoic serious character in that one um but okay so we they start dropping like flies um and uh let's just let's grade our plot then before we move into the next category yeah yeah i i thought the plot was just fine a b um i didn't think there was anything you know like it was kind of borrowing from a lot of other you know of his predecessors like uh, it was when you've got a movie called prom night the plot really isn't gonna shine no it's not. Um, I even feel like I'm generous giving it a B minus. Uh, it probably, like you said, it's pretty middling, probably should be more of a C. But I will say just what happens with our twisties in the deep right, I can't help but give credit to the plot. That's what bolstered it for me, I guess. Uh, we'll yeah. get to that a little, a little later. Um, characters as a whole, I felt like they were pretty static. I, I wasn't enamored with any one character with the exception i guess of nick as the older dude trying to uh well as he was older rather i I don't remember his young version all that fondly um but i i thought that character was fairly interesting i honestly leslie nielsen's character was so banal it was so boring um the mom though who was another prime suspect the mother of the little girl that was killed Mm -hmm. was interesting but as a whole you have your three high school just boring girls lined up to get slaughtered except for wendy wendy is this like alpha type scary scary mean girl um before the fact oh and i looked up this this actress Uh, let me see if i can find her name now but this wendy character was married to my favorite author michael crichton is that right yes it blew my mind uh yes she was uh and oh, um, I guess she co-wrote a... Twister with him. That's impressive. You don't see that coming. You didn't see that. I mean, I didn't oh, recognize she... anybody but Jamie Lee and Leslie. So to then see that she actually, you know, had an interesting life following prom night. Uh, it looks like she was also a regular on the, the hit comedy Sledgehammer. <laughs> I haven't seen Sledgehammer. <laughs> what am I missing there? No, Sledgehammer was a like a, a cop uh, police procedural like par- parody style show in the 80s got played it, got uh it. main actor david uh rashi great guy great guy he's on succession right now oh okay all right interesting yeah. um but she her character was at least something sort of new um i'll, I'll give her that she did a, the mean girl in kind of a different way i felt that yeah yeah but i'm still giving it that a c in terms of characters <laughs> Yeah, same, same. I didn't think any of these characters really, I mean, I, 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 we have a little bit of background information on them. Otherwise, we're kind of just jumping in literally th- through their school year. We're not even like s- right. seeing them starting off. We don't really know who they are. Um, they're playing um, types, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, the, honestly, the most interesting character I was just making fun of a little bit ago is Slick. He is so strange. <laughs> he clearly doesn't go to this school. Is he even in high school? 
<laughs> he has the most massive collection of joints too. This I was this, this, uh... just gonna say this guy has joints like he had been <laughs> like his job is just rolling joints throughout the day. <laughs> And he corrupts Jude, who is our kind of shyest of the. And the next thing you know, she's she's uh, getting laid in his van with him. Then she wants to go get laid by the cliff, and then she's smoking weed with him and drinking with him. I mean, he corrupts also, Jude to the extreme. I think he took her her virginity. Oh, he definitely did. But he admitted <laughs> you took mine too. Yes. <laughs> so, but you're right. You're, yeah, I'll I mean, give it to Slick. He was he was Slick, the best character. Slick literally came out of nowhere, drove his van up on the curb. Like, who is this guy? Yeah. So that's why uh, I didn't grade this cast any lower because man, they right. really took a, a chance on that. Like, <laughs> yes, I totally agree. Uh, he nah. was kind of the comedic relief, I guess. Uh, so production value along the same lines as, as me to see. It had some interesting locations like the convent that we talked about. Yeah. Um, but really middling in terms of production value. Uh, I mean, let's let's pick before we get to the twisties, because that is the most interesting part of this movie. Talking about the kills too. all all, all the girls get killed. The only people that survive are Jamie Lee. And um, yeah, dude, now... Nick. but the kills all sucked. They were all terrible. I didn't like any yeah. of them. Did you? No. And I would say they really sort of stole the the DP's and cinematography style from Halloween. They're doing right. the POV shot, the handheld yeah. film, which was, I mean, right there. And I know a lot of people, like, I think even Quentin Tarantino, like, praises this movie. Um, really? Huh. Yeah. I know, I know people hold this movie in high regard. And I'm not necessarily trashing it i think it was was fine uh, but I, I i really did yeah i mean when you've got a slasher on the loose you have to be way more creative with your your kills i agree and the only thing that was kind of notable about the kills is how dragged out each of them were yes it took so long to kill each of these girls the fastest <laughs> one is is kelly she uh she's essentially she just denied her boyfriend he wanted to you know go past third base or whatever or he'd like get to third base she was having none of it and uh then he suddenly turns on her he's like well i don't even like you i'm gonna go find some other broad yeah. and just bails and then leaves her to get her neck slit i think is what happened to her and it was really terrible makeup and boring and then you got Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say you've got Jude who gets killed, but then the drag out that scene because somehow <laughs> Slick gets to the van and starts driving the van, and it's such a funny shot when the killer like <laughs> runs up to, to the side of the the yeah. Yes, he's hanging out the door for a while, yeah. and they're just wrestling around on the cliff until yeah. <laughs> at the last minute the killer's able to jump out and poor slick and his van go off the cliff and also yeah also, Louise moment. very classic hollywood when a van goes off the cliff it better explode otherwise it's not interesting <laughs> like why did that van explode and think about all those joints that are now in the air like contact oh, high no. that's that's oh. exactly right uh good point everyone's gonna get help on that <laughs> And then finally, we have um, Wendy, who's been chased through the school for like 15 minutes straight. It was reminiscent of Texas Chainsaw's final kill. It just went yeah. on way, way, way too long. And then she happens upon, um, not Wendy, but the first girl, Kelly's body. And she just gets axed, right? It's super boring. 
Yeah, and I actually could um, chime in on, on production value slash deaths. You could almost tell that they put all their money into the decapitated head um, from the the... <laughs> The Italian character who they made the biggest piece of shit, and they <laughs> he get, he gets his head chopped off, and then we see it maybe five times after that. It's like okay, we see, yeah. we see where the money went. It's out there like on like the dance floor too, I think, because everyone's walking past it. It's like we get it, we get it. That was yeah, no, that's a hilarious scene. He's Ill. mistaken for Nick. The killer kills this guy because. Ultimately, this big, uh, essentially, what, he has a unibrow, unibrowed oh, fruit, yeah. takes down Nick and kind of s- steals his crown so the killer thinks that he's Nick, and he gets his head lopped off, like you said. But the funniest part is the head comes out, but then the principal's like, calm down! <laughs> he's like, everyone's screaming and running out. He's like, don't panic! Yeah. Uh, strange, strange moment there. Um, so yeah. I gave the, only that plus to the D plus that I have for the kills. Thanks to that, that head scene was, was funny. Yeah. That yeah. Was, that was yeah. good stuff. And then finally, let's talk the twisty, the big uh, deeper meaning uh, that's going on here. And as noted before, we got gender issues. So give them the big reveal. Well, my interpretation was that, um, Hold on a second. I'm I'm, re- I'm replaying the 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 scene in my head now because the killer, man, they struggled in that that fight scene over the disco floor, which almost right. was like like took forever. And you're looking at this char- this character, and this whole time you're trying to guess: is this mm-hmm. a man? Is this a woman? Because there's ma- there's mascara on, so I thought it was the mom. I was right. We thought it was definitely the mom. And then right. it wasn't. It wasn't the mom, but we see the curly hair, and right. it's the 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 what's his name? What um? It's the twin. Let's just let's put it that way. What, what do we? What do we it's have? the twin. But I I had this information pulled up, and I um Alex Alex. Yes, thank you, thank you. So yeah, he lost his sister, and as noted before, he was there, but he wasn't. It should have been more obvious, I guess, that it was him, but they do throw you off because he kind of is embodying his sister. He's become both yeah. of them in a way, I guess, is what is yeah. how they're playing it. And it's interesting but, because then Jamie Lee is like sympathetic, even though he's gone and murdered all these people. Yeah. She's like say, down there, don't shoot him, don't kill him. Really, really interesting scene. Like I thought it was so interesting that now the moment before your brother was fighting you off, um, going after your, your boyfriend or your significant other in this scene. And then I understand that there's compassion because it's your sibling, but the way it ends with them just sort of like embracing and she's like holding his head, like, um, because she, doesn't she like clock him really good in the head? Like, oh yeah, definitely. And, and yeah. we're to believe that. <laughs> I I was left to believe almost that the the kid's dead in her arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she he does die in her arms there at the end. Or, yeah, but I don't know. There's a prom night too, so maybe he. There's a prom yeah. night too called like Hello Mary Lou prom night too, and it's supposed oh, to be something to watch. Like, really? Kind of like a, okay. Yeah, it's supposed to be entertaining. Interesting. 
Well, I, I will say this was the best part of the whole movie. I gave it an A minus in terms of Twisty's deeper meaning being sort of like the gender stuff that's going on that's hard to deal with. Certainly, Sleepaway Camp did something similar. Um, but I, I like the, the twin angle. You don't see the, the twin angle yeah. done this way, I guess. Um, yeah. So I, I was and on I, board for that. Yeah, and I, I gave it a B for that reason because I did not know who the killer was until that moment. Because, like I said, you're, you're even in the fight scene, you're trying to figure out, like, is this a, a man? Is this a woman? Is it the mom? Um, that's where my brain kept going because we haven't seen the mom in a while. And, yeah, right. I thought they, they, they pulled off a pretty good – um, well, the red herrings were great, and yeah, didn't see that coming. No, there there was one moment where it was like maybe it's him, but he seemed so nice with his sister. There's one scene where they're together in her room, which she's getting ready yeah. for the prom, and she hits him with a, a crap ton of her perfume, yeah. and he like is like, I don't want to smell like this, but he kind of does, right. sort of thing. And that was the only yeah. moment that, looking back on, I think was our our clue. But this is a it's a barely passing movie. I got a 2.33 GPA. I'm not sure it's getting anything but a low rung state school. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Going to community college. <laughs> yes, exactly. That that's more like I was a, a, a two point two because I um yeah, the the twist was was good, but it wasn't great. It wasn't like <laughs> yeah. It could have been better, you know what I mean? It they could have been made more of it by giving that character more scenes that, yes you know added additional meaning so it was Agreed. a little lazy i guess you and just that ridiculous disco scene alone puts it in its own category oh man oh man Let's was that top ahead nine years shall we and um one of his earliest films cutting class with uh mr brad pitt and our our final girl jill uh shulin i guess you call her um, did you do the Icon Showdown cast with me in, involving Popcorn, which is the only other movie I've seen her in? She no. is considered a scream queen. And this reminded me a lot of Popcorn. Like her vibe emanates through the movie, making it its own like, but it's a black comedy horror is how it's kind of pitched. And I found parts of it pretty funny. I, I can see through your grading, you did not like this. So you you tackle it first with your... Uh, well, well. First of all, uh, no, I, I haven't seen uh, Popcorn. I, I know her from the movie The Stepfather, but uh, her, specifically, her performance in this movie was not all that great. Okay, that's um, fair. Yeah. Now, this movie is just l also just loaded with uh, cliches. It's fun, but yeah. I, it's got a lot of weird things going on. Uh, the isn't Roddy McDowell plays a principal, but he's a huge pervert. Like he's a huge pervert. Um, yeah. Now the other actor, I actually uh, really like, and I know he's like in a, in a number of '80s movies. Donovan, I think it's Lech, how you pronounce it. Donovan Lech. Uh, I knew from a, an eighties movie called the in crowd as a kid. Like mm. uh, now I think uh, the, the location was kind of uh, nothing great. You know, you got the well, it was Torrance or not Torrance high. It's Excelsior high school, which speaking of Quentin Tarantino is the one that you see in his newest one, the Hollywood one once upon a time in Hollywood, uh, this high school has been used often at first. I was like, is this the same one they use for Buffy? But that's at Torrance high, which is also another okay. uh, California high school. They have these very similar vibes, these California high schools, but I got to say, I liked the high school. I did. Okay. 
And I, I, I liked that we have some interesting shots in the swamps with the dad played by Martin Mall, who also happens to be the DA. Um, and that's, yeah. This is the, one of the most ridiculous parts of it because the killer shoots him with an arrow when he's on a hunting trip, which kind of sets up this whole, his daughter's then home alone during this all this mayhem. And then Brad Pitt is, his character's Dwight, always trying to get up in there uh, in the home when, when the dad's away, kind of leading you to believe maybe he's the reason the dad died. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, but they also at the very you, start when you excuse the father on this hunting trip, you're also like left to believe like, oh, he could be a potential killer too. Yeah, yeah. Until he starts talking to the dog, saying, "Do you not speak English? Go, go get me help." <laughs> <laughs> then you know he doesn't have the wherewithal. I don't know how he became yeah. the DA, but Martin Mall in such a different part so for him to play. Funny. He's so uh, great. I, He's so great. I did appreciate that. And then you have this hilarious character, the the janitor. But we're getting into the characters. Let's do a quick recap yeah. of what the plot is. Ultimately, you have these two friends, uh, Brad Pitt and Donovan Leach's character. And I, I think it's interesting. I do recognize him, too, but he's kind of like a bargain bin rat packer from the 80s sort of thing. He doesn't <laughs> feel... I mean, you, know, you recognize him, but you don't. Yeah, um, yeah. These two were buddies of old, but Donovan... Uh, Brian is the character's name had learned how to cut breaks via Brad Pitt's character. Um, and that led to his father's death. He was sent away right. then. He was sent away. Insane asylum where he's getting, they kept mentioning 75 volts, 75 Watts in the brain constantly. Um, so then he's suddenly back in the picture and people start dying. Um, but it's really hard for people to put two and two together. How this kid from the asylum is back and people are dying, but no, it's Brad Pitt's character. Who's, you know, the basketball player. And it's interesting because he, he's supposed to play kind of like this jerk jock, but I think it's just because we've seen so much Brad Pitt. I liked his character a lot. You know what I mean? I mean it was absolutely, really, he was kind of a dick to this Brian, his friend of old, uh, but Brian was a murderer. He deserved to be uh, treated yeah, that way. But Dwight's reasoning for being a dick to him is only because he was like looking at his girlfriend, you know, like it was like right. that classic 80s thing, like with the gym class where he knocks him off of the rope, which is just terrible. He's yeah. like shaking the rope. Right. Until, until Brian falls off of it. Um, you, you're right, though. We have seen so much of Brad Pitt that this was almost more like, yeah, like found footage and we we, we like him. Right, and it's kind of strange because you bring up the girlfriend, this this Paula character played by Jill Sholin, and she's supposed to be the lead, and I guess it's supposed to kind of revolve around her, but as it goes on, you realize it's really about these two friends, I feel like, and when we get to the deep meanings, that that's what I saw going on more than anything, like, friends of old from uh, elementary school, you know, their formative years, and now they're just so different. I found that interesting in just the whole, the whole, how you grow apart from friends and one of them doesn't understand why and is resentful. And I, I mean, I was probably digging too deep into what was going on there and applying it to how I lost friends in high school that were so sure. close to me uh, when I was younger. But I liked that more than I did the following Paula and her kind of dealing with the, both these guys because I found that really secondary to Donovan and Brad Pitt's relationship in it, which I didn't hate. I thought it was complex and no, no. Uh, the best part of the movie. Uh, I thought it was interesting, though, how the, the, the weird things they, they did 
to Brad Pitt's character to make you try to dislike him. What we're also like this, this you could interpret him as this kid's father is pressuring him to be the yes. star and he's right. drinking, he's drinking alcohol. Um, he blew his chances when the scout shows up at the game because he gets into a fight because he was drunk and the pressure was too much. I don't know. I mean, I think they, they did do a good job of making like you kind of not know how to, um, Right. Yeah. Grounded. Characters because of that, you have dynamic characters. I feel like, and granted, um, like you said, Jill's performance is maybe not the best as our final girl, but I felt like her character was, was well rounded enough for me, um, to still give the characters a B plus as a whole. And just not only, um, do we love slick in this last one is the standout, but I don't know if you remember the janitor in this one, oh, yeah. but he's my standout for this. Movie. He, this he, guy may, is he may be the funniest character in this movie or just like the, the most likable character because he's right. so weird. Um, here's something interesting though. Did you know that the, the actress Jill and Brad Pitt met on this film and were eventually engaged whoa i did and not then, know and that. then did did obviously never got married but um huh. a much different uh life for brad pitt now yes. uh, the, but the reason i i only gave it a, a b for characters is because these were also very you know cliche types um the the i don't know I on the they, page i think they were but i felt like the actors uh heightened it I, I, I yeah, that's my yeah. B plus, you know, because it wasn't the same sort of archetypal stuff going on in prom night. I felt like there was at least, sure. and granted, it's later in the eighties. I think I related more with what school felt like then, and that might have had something to do with it. Yeah, but I hear you. I do hear you that on the page, I think they were probably pretty archetypal. Um, but also, again, impressive casting, you know. Uh. Roddy McDowell, getting Roddy McDowell was probably a, a pretty big pull. Um, granted, his character is a huge pervert. Super Looking pervert. up girls' so skirts. Of, of Jill just bending over. Even the art teacher does the same thing to her. Um, <laughs> yeah, you see a lot of her, her panty line in this thing. Yeah. Um, but just to backtrack here, I gave it a C- minus in terms of plot. As it is fairly standard. People just... Yeah dropping dead and, and in this case it's so obvious who the killer is i don't think they're, they're able to kind of fool you yeah in this yeah. one at all so that's why i mean it's that's lower on the rung for me that's my um biggest problem was that you yeah you literally have an es well is he not escaped but mental uh or how they put it um Gosh, I can't even find it now. But yeah, I think they even say like mental uh, asylum. It's like, you know. Um, right, right, right. Yeah. Some sort of institution an where institution. he was getting zapped. Yeah, yeah. Which is, you know, a very, even now, but even then, um, very cliche. Right. Michael Myers escaped from an asylum. That's right? true. Yes. The, yeah. It was cliche in that sense. Uh, production value, like you said, it wasn't anything special, but I did like the high school. I gave it a C plus. I know you weren't a huge fan, though. I mean, we're, we're in the swamps. That that long shot with Martin Mull in the swamp shooting the ducks in the sky. Yeah. I don't, it just looked like it was a beautiful picture to me. I don't know. I enjoyed it. Um, and there's no real deeper meanings or, or the twisty that they try to pull with the ring 
and it being Brad Pitt's ring, but he wasn't the one wearing it during the the kill, right. where he essentially just smushes her face into a Xerox machine. This one vice principal, uh, really lame. The kills as a whole were, were pretty lame. I gave that a C minus as well. Um. Yeah, I think I gave it uh, a C minus. I think that could have saved it more. And here's the funny thing: I, I will tell people if you're a fan of slasher films, especially from the '80s, you should check this out. It's very watchable. I would say to a contemporary audience, this is more watchable than Prom Night, even though Prom Night is ending up getting a better score from us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because it is very campy, and there are some funny moments, and it does give you a vibe of high school in 1989. Um, but interestingly, if we are allowing Prom Night to go on to community college, I'm thinking trade school for cutting class, <laughs> yeah. uh, especially yeah. given the last scene, which does take place in the, uh, the shop room. Uh, where they're battling with Sanders, and ultimately our our killer does get um, sawed. <laughs> gets sawed. I like that. And, uh, and it's a really lame kind of death too. There's another. Uh, we're gonna talk. Uh, last week we were talking about there's a, a a saw death as well, but it's way more gratifying. We'll get to that one. But yeah, two point two for me. A GPA cutting class. Uh, 2.07 for me i think um i mean at the very beginning of the movie when martin mall says no cutting class like when you <laughs> when, <laughs> when you say the name of the movie within like the first five minutes of the movie and then it freeze frames on her looking at her dad like oh dad you know yeah. one of those moments just super now, cheese the thing that was I was um, the most surprised about is that the creator or the writer of this movie went on to create one of my all-time favorite '90s shows called Salute Your Shorts. No way! Yeah, yes, yes. A great yes. show. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. wow. He, like, I guess I see similar humors in there. Yeah. It does make sense now. Steve Slavkin. He also was a writer on the Power Rangers. Uh. Um, yeah, this guy like, you know, created a, a, a lot of stuff from from my youth. So, um, I'll, I mean, I should probably go back in and regrade it just because of that. But yeah, know. that bumps it up. If you look at it through that lens, or the salute your shorts lens with a slasher, <laughs> then it kind of works. Um, all right, let's bounce ahead to 1993s. Unless you do, you have anything else to say about cutting class? Uh, no, 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 no. All right, let's move on. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie. Uh, you see this one in the theater by any chance? I did not. I did. I saw it at the Tivoli in Downers Grove. And, Is that right? Uh, dollar, dollar seventy-five ticket for this one. I remember at that point, it was a dollar seventy-five because that, that was the same year the Jurassic Park came out, and I remember seeing that oh. so many times that year. But uh, when it's Buffy a great movie theater up, too. It is. It's a fun. It's a fun thing. Crap seats, at least when I was there. I hope they reju- they re up their seats, but. I remember liking it at the age of 11 a, a yeah. lot. Um, I think uh, on a rewatch, uh, what I found charming about it diminished considerably. Same, same here. Um, man, I really remembered liking it more than when I rewatched it. And same, yeah. I'm so impressed with this cast, too. <laughs> 
<laughs> I know. Out of nowhere, what was the one that caught you the most off guard? Because I wasn't even sure I couldn't even recognize this actor. Well, Stephen Root, um, I don't remember Stephen Root. Uh, but I. I didn't know that Thomas Jane. Yes, that's the one for me. It did not even look like Tom Jane. I'm like, is that Tom Jane? I know, I know. He's he's the uh, the boss of the fix it shop, the the car car fixer shop. What do you call this? Mechanical yeah. mechanical shop. <laughs> Zeph, <laughs> car fixer shop. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, Paul Rubens, Rutger Howard, Donald Sutherland, Hillary Swank, David Arquette. I mean, it's it's crazy. Ben Affleck out of nowhere too on the rival basketball team. That's right. He just, Gives the the secondary villain vampire the buddy of Luke Perry, who gets yeah. turned fairly early. Um, just the ball hands it over. Go ahead, do what you want with it, man. So weird to see Ben Affleck that young, just in like a one line part. It just yeah, that just the cast alone is worth going back to look at this for because it's like yeah, you see Hillary Swank in a role. You don't see Hillary Swank as like one of the cool mean girls, and then she goes on to do Boys Don't Cry or whatever. It's just totally different vibe uh, from her um well uh, what do you feel about our uh I mean, everyone knows the plot of Buffy the vampire slayer right this is the chosen one who's destined to fight vampires uh she's the slayer of vampires uh yeah. and as somebody who absolutely adores the show um i think i i, I had I, I put it on a pedestal and it doesn't belong to be there in the same way the show is excellent and uh, the movie, I'm surprised that given how crappy it kind of is, he was able to sell a series off of it. Joe Sweet created. And take it in a direction that was way more enjoyable. Um, Definitely. You know, creating, I mean, I'm not going to say new characters, but certainly characters that weren't in this movie because Donald Sutherland's role um Merrick the Watcher. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I love Anthony Head. If you compare them like character per character uh, and what's going on from the show to the movie, the show just knocks it out of the park. Um, and yeah, Donald Sutherland can be really good. I'm oh, not yeah. sure how much he was taking this seriously. I don't know if he thought he should take it seriously. Um, but their their chemistry was shit. Christy Swanson and, and yeah. him really odd chemistry together. Didn't like it at all. Uh, I was grateful when he died, which I didn't remember. I forgot that the watcher in this one does die. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, with the exception of such a strange cast, uh, he, there's not a lot redeemable. And even I remember Paul Rubens having such a bigger part than he actually did and yeah. like saving the movie. And he didn't. Now, when I go back and look at it, I'm like, okay, he's fun, but he's, he's not saving it. Like I thought I had remembered him saving it. Yeah, uh, but in terms of plot, I have to give it a B plus because it did go on to spawn one of my favorite serial TV shows ever, and the plot that accumulated after the movie. Um, but I could see how most people might not enjoy this plot too much. Yeah, yeah, I think you know. Again, I think a lot of it had to do with remembering it being so much fun. Um, especially uh, from as a younger viewer, 
but there was other movies around that time that I might also just be holding it up to like um, Fright Fright Night or Once Bitten with Jim Carrey, uh, which were fun vampire movies. And I think I was putting this in that same category and I, and I wouldn't anymore because I think those are, those hold up uh, a little bit better. Um, And, and there was nothing really all that special about this plot line. You know, it's um, also the, the, I don't remember. The only thing that is amazing about it that is why I think Buffy got picked up is just because you have a final girl that's kicking butt. You know what I mean? You have the tables have turned. This is a new archetype for us to then see, you know, come up a lot in horror since then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But that's the only deeper thing going on. Otherwise, it's very surface. And I guess I just didn't remember some of those flashback moments. Um, Oh, God. Yeah, and those completely like just take you out of it. Like they're jarring. And, and this movie is camp. I mean, I'm, there's no denying it. No. But you could you could ground those a little bit better. I mean, like uh, she doesn't need to look the same, like the, be the same actor. I know. And these uh, that's ridiculous. They, I mean, that's not. That's another thing is like the consistency of how the the slayers work in the in the show is very different from the movie. Yeah, and even the show, at least when you when you uh, stake a vamp, they poof away. CGI is a little cheesy, but at least that made sense in that you don't have to then deal with a body getting rid of a body like they clearly do in this movie version. Um, yeah, I would not. Uh, if you're a fan of Buffy, I, you don't need to see this. For some reason, I had thought she'd burnt down the school gym at the end to like take care of the vamps that didn't happen i just created some memory and i think it's because in the show they say uh buffy when she moves to sunnydale had had to move there because she'd burned down her old high school uh gym so i think i conflated that plot point in the series with what actually happened which is interesting because we're about to talk about another movie where the gym does get burnt down which was kind of like really ironic because i kept waiting for the school to get burned down in Buffy and it didn't happen. I'm like, this is one of those Mandela effect moments where I remembered something that wasn't <laughs> right. Um, right. But uh, yeah, let, let's, uh, let's wrap this one up. Unless you got anything else yeah. to say about it. No, uh, I think everything is a bit average. I, I'm giving it was like a, almost a C average for me here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a little bias. I gave it probably better than I should have as a whole, but the kills alone are such shit. I gave that a D. Yeah. As a yeah. whole, it's a 2.4. So far, Prom Night, 2.33. Cutting Class, 2.2 for me, and 2.4. We're kind of in the same ballpark, though. Yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah, 2.2 for me on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And that's mostly because I was more disappointed in myself and my yeah. <laughs> holding this to a to a different, uh, holding a candle to a different. I, I, I just think it's nostalgia, like, playing a trick on me. And it doesn't help Christy Swanson now is in the news for not being a really good person. Let's just no, put it there. I, I was going to bring that up, and then I was like, I think the uh, world knows that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so let's let's jump ahead then. Uh, we are making a serious jump here. 13 years, 2006, to All the Boys Love Mandy Lane. Interestingly, with the exception of Buffy, I hadn't seen any of these five that we're talking about, including All the Boys Love Mandy Lane. Uh, until this week uh and yeah I, I, the, 
I was going to say, some of, these were, some of these were second watches for me. Now, All the Boys Love Mandy Lane is a very interesting movie because it was supposed to be released in like 2008 or 2006, maybe. Uh, sorry, 2006. It was supposed to be released and it was not. It was... Huh. It was released in a in the the Toronto um, Film Festivals, like their horror, like I forget what it's called. Yeah. They have like a, and that's kind of where you when you're first selling a movie, you you kind of put it in that that slot for for horror fans to watch it. The Weinstein's bought the movie, had some bad screenings, you know, like uh, those ridiculous um, people who screen movies who have no business judging yeah. them because they wouldn't have watched it in the first place. Right. They, they didn't like this movie at all. And the Weinsteins shelved it. Now it wasn't until like 2013 or something that it actually got like a Blu-ray really? release. Yeah. They, um, I think they released so it did it not have a theatrical release. No, no, joke. no. Interesting. Oh, and there was a subdivision, <laughs> subdivision like uh, entertainment category of the wine scenes that actually were the ones who released it because somebody who actually worked for them liked the film instead of the Weinsteins just saying they liked it. They're idiots. But um, this movie was kind of took up some like folklore where like this movie, mm. some people had seen it in Toronto and then it never got released. And then it went overseas, people liked it, and then they finally released it. And I think it also kind of hurts that movie. It, it, it puts a, uh, a level to it, you know, that um, people were so hyped to see this movie finally. And I will say this, I enjoyed it. I did too. I did too, despite um, Amber Heard, because I don't like her. Um, right, right. A lot of reasons, but I just don't like her acting style either, if I'm honest right. with you. Uh, what I really liked about this movie more than anything is the production value. Yeah. Um, I just I felt like it, it felt like an art art house horror in a way. Sometimes it went too far where it does those sort of like um, I think it's reminiscent of Texas Chainsaw where they'll kind of pause the frame for a second as something you know horrible is happening. Yeah, I feel like they did that too much, but at the same time, I love the big sky once they're um, out at the ranch. And, you know, a majority of it is then taking place outside. I really like just looking at it. Uh, I, I got to give it that. And I don't know. Nobody else was really that memorable. What do you think about? I mean, there was a couple decent. Her buddy, who was the nerd, was kind of an interesting uh, killer. Yeah, Emmett or Garrett or something like that. Yes, Emmett. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. The filmmakers definitely use Texas Chainsaw. They they even acknowledge it as a you know like a I don't know they 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 did those wide shots on purpose to sort of give you that same vibe of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, right. and um, I do like the detail in their production value where they did you notice that the um, when they're drinking. Uh, they're using yellow solo cups instead of red solo cups. No, I didn't notice that. Yeah. And that was to give it that different time feeling. So it didn't seem like a two thousands, you know? Oh. Yeah. They did things like that, that I really appreciated. And, um, 
the other film it really kind of feels like is like dazed and confused you know like that party yeah. scene you know it, it it definitely like had that those marrying of those two films which was a really fun kind of combination yeah i agree we, we didn't talk about the plot too much but ultimately you have mandy lane who comes back after uh summer and she's blossomed i guess as they put it in wikipedia yeah. uh, so all the boys are suddenly in love with her um but she's reluctant to be any any party to that um until like her friend convinces her to come out to uh this this ranch I guess is it a ranch where, where they headed? Yeah, yeah, it's a ranch because they even have a ranch hand played by Anson Mount. Um, right, character Garth is the ranch hand who's Garth uh, keeps the snakes away from from them. But ultimately, you're right. It is it's these teenagers go out to kind of just party and um, have a good old good old raucous time, and they get clipped off. But she only agreed to go to the ranch if she could bring her nerd friend Emmett with who prior to this uh, was bullied. Um, and then he ended up talking this like jerk character into jumping off a roof into a pool. And this is actually one of the most interesting scenes. I feel like because I think you so see this a lot, like in days confusing, jumping into the pool or almost famous, almost right? Famous, Golden yeah. God jumps, jumps yeah. into the pool, but this guy cracks his head. Uh, it really sets the tone for the movie. I think real quick. And you know, it's, it's a really dark film. I would say as a whole, uh yeah it also then sets- Emmett comes with them and he turns out to be the one slicing and dicing and really his motive is i'm getting guessing just revenge right did you take anything more than just he'd been bullied and now he's getting revenge and granted he's no i took it a little bit differently him. i took it a little bit differently i i i um i think and especially that pool scene there I think it showed us who Mandy really was and the fact that she was terrified and sick, sickened as mm-hmm. to what boys would do to impress her or get with her. That one guy even says, I want to get with you. And yeah. I looked at this as her, her true friend, Emmett. They were putting this plot together for, um, I don't even think it's revenge. I think it's just like, to to prove a point to almost okay. like all right that's it's uh, directed sociopathy with uh, yeah. yeah with a motive a clear motivation beyond revenge okay i see that and yes it is important to, to now note twisties and the deeper meanings you don't know that mandy's been working with him the whole time yeah until the end I... could you clear up one thing for me though uh were they i didn't understand their plan to then kill themselves after they'd killed everybody and granted, she then decides not to follow through with that. But what was the logic behind them then killing I themselves? I think I think it was because they wouldn't be able to live with themselves after that. They had uh, at the beginning, they even had that journal, of, which was like their suicide pact, like their murder, okay. uh, double so murder. It's kind of like a Romeo and Juliet, yeah, in a way, yeah. like a, a, a yeah horror Ju- Romeo and Juliet. Uh, but she doesn't follow through at the end, and it's it, you. Her payoff when we find out that she really is part of it when she stabs her friend who's running to get a hug from her and she just hugs into the knife. I like that. That's why I gave some of the kills in this uh, high points between that one and then the gun in the mouth uh, being pushed through after a a sexy scene where it was then, you know, mimicking what what had happened. Um, I gave an A minus in the kills. Yeah, I, I, um, I gave it a B just because there was some stuff I, I, um, they're doing that classic, like, we're not going to show you everything type of a thing. But, um, yeah, I, I think 
and this is kind of like a question too, but like, do you think that Mandy ultimately, not because she doesn't want to kill herself necessarily, but is also a little sickened by her friend who is kind of just like what all the other guys, like he just also just wants to be with Mandy. Right. Like, do you think that she's, yeah, that might've changed her mind at that moment because yeah, at the very end he was trying to kiss her and get, yeah, that's very possible. Um, I don't, I don't know. It's hard for me to want to give any credit to this character. I mean, mostly it's just based in my Amber Heard disdain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if it had been played by somebody else, I think that could have come through more for, for me. Um, cause as a whole, I think it is, it is worth watching. It's definitely a must see for horror fans. Um, as a whole, I got, it got a 3.2 GPA for me. So that, that means it was doing some stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, um, I think it was good filmmaking. I, I, I was shot on film. You could tell like that it actually looked, uh, the production value was great. The, the acting was good. A lot of those actors have, aside from Amber have gone on to do other things. I think one of them was, um, like uh twilight and one of them was in um true blood i think that they look they've got familiar looks to the their faces because they've gone on to actually have some pretty successful careers um so the performances and the characters i thought were pretty decent yeah yeah i I agree i i think it's it's a strong movie as a whole um I, i do find that fascinating its whole backstory though but we are at an hour, yeah. so I want to make sure we talk about Tragedy Girls because this yes. is my favorite of the bunch by far. Yeah. Um, I, um, I knew you were going to like this movie. I, I just, when I said Tragedy Girls, like, if, and if you hadn't seen it, it's 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 good. It's it's a, it's a new spin on horror. It's um, it feels like it it, it like. Like it comes from that scream generation, yes. Uh, that Kevin Williamson vibe. It, it has um, really good performances, but also feels like an indie film. And it has some of like my favorites, like Craig Robinson. I don't know. He's one of our victims here, and he kind of like steals the cloud from them. But just the basic premise is you got these two girls that are essentially are trying to get clout. They're trying to become famous through yeah. murdering and they actually i mean the the opening scene where they then kind of kidnap oh. a serial killer themselves who's a really funny character uh who is it kevin duran plays lowell he's so um, good he's so good who they essentially want to learn from he's reluctant eventually he kind of turns them against each other for a little bit enough to get himself released by sadie's character is it sadie let me see i don't want to make sure i'm getting these names right sadie is the one from like the okay uh, Sadie's the, movies, the short-haired girl from Deadpool, and then Alexandra Ship Michaela then starts working with Lowell at the end. But along the way, they're they're killing like their exes, and even willing to kill the boys they're interested in now, like Jack Quaid and Sadie's character are have this strange uh, romance cooking because he's helping them with all their videos. Um, I think you you hit it on the head with it, it has that sort of like self-aware meta uh scream vibe to it that really helps it uh josh hutcherson when he when he gets killed oh my god uh, Another great like, cameo. <laughs> yes if i was gonna get killed i'm glad it was you that did it that being said i do wonder if 
we might like this more. I don't know. I was watching it with Mara and she was not a huge fan of this. She was first of all, really not a huge fan of the, the actress who played Sadie, the girl from Deadpool. She was annoyed by her. Okay. Um, She just couldn't seem to get in it. And maybe it's that meta-ness that was putting her, I don't know. I'm I'm wondering in terms of audiences, how this does, where this does skew. Sure. And I think a big part of that is like, why should we like these two characters? Right. Yeah. You no. Know, they're they're terrible kids, and they they are this part of the this generation who just wants to be famous and they want to do it the easy way through social media. Uh, right. This also side note: this would pair really well with um, the movie Spree. Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, uh, but I, I, you do like Jack Quaid, though. So her, the romantic yes. interest in it, you do like. And that's what's so interesting is I feel like it does, again, turn the table, similar to what Buffy was doing, just with the gender expectations, um, which which has, has good payoff at the end because you really do feel like these girls now have given up on each other's friendship at the end. And yeah. that's not what ends up happening. They They get back together and then they end up becoming uh the savior even though they're the murderers they frame it as if they're they're saviors and now they have this crazy following and i I just i thought it had a good payoff and it had such a great look throughout the whole movie too um and you're right they're horrible and they're not they're kind of like i gotta say they are kind of likable for how horrible they are um but i think everyone they kill you like so much you know between craig robinson josh hutcherson and even them trying to kill jack quaid or they actually do eventually uh that is that's what kept my character you know investment i guess you could say yeah is that i like i wanted to see if they they pulled it off and, and they they do and it's it's a ride and some of the best kills in any of these five that we watched by yes. far, which yes. brings up the uh, the the shop room murder uh, of this kind of like the mean girl again. Um, it's very, very, very grisly in a way that it's not in cutting class. And then what's funny is they keep killing these people and people keep brushing off all these kills as accidents, which is something yes. that I really love. And then in this, and then like, we got to make sure this doesn't look like an accident, even though ironically, in this case, it, it was an accident because she gets brought up by the chain. Granted, they were trying to kill her while this accident occurred, but then <laughs> they go and just chop up her body and put her head on like this little spinning device in the, in the shop room to make it very clear. Uh, this was not this an was accident. Malicious act. Yeah. Uh, which I love. I, I, I did like it a lot. I can't believe it fell under my radar. Do you remember this hitting the theaters or anything? Um, you know, it may have done a very small release, but I kind of remember when this was um, dropping, like on, on streaming, it got a pretty good push. And I think it was just like okay. straight to Hulu. And um, I think it was Hulu first. I think Shutter now streams it. But uh, I'm surprised it didn't get more attention as well just because yeah. of the amount of, of great cameos that they have right certainly and it's the fact kind of, that it's culty too you know it's like yeah. I, I can see this becoming a cult classic in the way heathers has or even i don't know you remember the movie jawbreaker kind of reminded me a oh, little yeah. of jawbreaker yeah. um that same sort of vibe so i, I do think it, it's gonna have staying power hopefully yeah yeah, it's it's great. I would I would recommend it to any slasher fan. I gave it straight A's across the board because I, I thought it, it was my goodness. I, 
which I just saw like everything was so well done. I mean, the, the, the locations were, were fun. Um, the kills were super fun. Oh, amazing. The mayor's kill where I don't know how he pulled this off. Cause this wasn't even their kill. It was Lowell um, yeah. who puts the mayor through a flagpole, but it's a full, <laughs> full height flagpole. So I'm not exactly sure how he pulled that off, but the image is startling. Um, yeah. I gave it all A's with the exception of the twisties and deeper. I felt like, it was there, but it was a little little obvious. It's something I've seen before. There's like old, sure. uh, even plays about killing to get fame sort of stuff. Yeah. But it did have such a beautiful twist on it. I gave it the 3.8, so it's almost got that 4.0 for me. But you gave it an A plus in uh, characters, and I think that's fair. Well, just uh, again, when you have these two main characters that, that are anti-heroes, and like I said, I was posting that as a question to everybody. I did like them, which was so terrible. Yeah. I mean, they're I not good people, but that is good writing. That is good right. character development when True. you have backstory and really know who these girls are. I mean, the one, the, 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 uh, not, um, oh yeah, Michaela, even when she's with her family. And, yes her parents oh are hilarious God, her parents are so funny and like and i think that there's a there's a part of that which kind of like makes sense it kind of clicks why she's so um twisted. different yeah, yeah. yeah. twisted yeah. yeah and there yeah. and that's another thing is socioeconomically i it did stuff you don't normally see and where you got uh brianna's character living in a trailer yeah you know, her dad Dad. Oh my God! Her dad is just like kind of like nonchalant about like, oh, there's a killer on the loose. Like, and, and, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he didn't really care as much as Michaela's parents. And Michaela comes from a really good home. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it it knocked it out of the park for me. But I I would be curious um as to why it didn't take. For yeah, some. yeah. I'm sure there's a good uh, story there. Yeah. Uh, because what year did it come out? 2017. This is 2017. Yeah, yeah. Rocking five years ago, um, which makes me think: has there been any super recent high school movies beyond that of late? Of note? Yeah, yeah. There actually is one, and I'm not going to remember the name of it, but um, it was uh, a Netflix original about mm. a small town and oh, okay, about people getting killed I, off. It's high school students. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. I think yeah. For the yeah. most part, things are leaning toward streaming series now. This is the golden oh, yeah. age of the long runner. Yep. But I think we've covered our bases here. Welcome back to school, ladies and gentlemen, uh, young young men and young women. Yeah. Walking those the halls classroom. This semester. <laughs> Be careful. And frankly, high school is uh, is as scary as it, it can get in this world. So That's right. um, <laughs> do your best. Young students, and to stay alive. Yeah.